are listening to Season 3, Episode 18. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Shop. I'm so happy to have you here. My name is Therese and I'm your host. I run a business called Small Business Collaborative where I help business owners grow their wholesale. So if that's something you want help with, come and find me. I'm at small underscore business underscore collaborative over on Instagram. And if you want to, then tag me and show me where you are listening to this podcast as well. Today I am speaking to the lovely AB and Emmanuel from Our Lovely Goods. Our Lovely Goods is a well-being company based in Scotland. They've been going for around a year and we talk all about starting their business, their wholesale journey and we also talk about diversity and and the challenges of uh, being a black owned business. Some of the examples that AB and Emmanuel shares I think are things that are not unusual but it still makes me very upset to hear about them. I really hope that with us all talking about these things more we will build a future for ourselves and everyone after us that is a bit friendlier, a bit more diverse and a lot more equal. I really hope that you enjoy this episode and here is my chat with AB and Emmanuel from Our Lovely Goods. Hello Emmanuel and AB, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I would love to hear more about you guys and your business. Hello. Oh, hi, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're AB and Emmanuel, um, and together we founded Our Lovely Goods. So, we create handmade soy wax candles, natural skincare, um, and we also work with local artisans in Nigeria to curate our collection of hand woven homeware items. We're also passionate about, you know, exploring creativity and well being. Um, and we started doing that recently through workshops, which have been really fun. So yeah, we started a year ago and it's been a really fun journey. It sounds like you've done quite a lot yeah. in your first year, because I've seen on Instagram, you've done your own pop-up shop and everything. Yeah, yeah it's been yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, we kind of just hit the ground running, I think. Oh. And <laughs> yeah, we've done like quite a few markets yep. across Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um and then, yeah, we were really lucky to have won the opportunity to do a pop-up oh, in Edinburgh. Yeah. Oh, you won it. What, what did you, how did you win the pop-up space? Yes. Yeah, so um, Space so, 17 yeah. were um, doing a competition and basically they were just offering the space to a small business that might not ordinarily have like, been able to afford it or something like that. Um, and so all we had to do was kind of write in what we wanted to do with the space and why we would love to have the opportunity and mm. we were really lucky that they they picked it us. Does, yeah. Um so yeah, it was Space at 17 and Meraki Concept Studio in Edinburgh. That's amazing. There's so many things like when you start looking into grants and competitions yeah. there is quite a lot for small business, I think. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So what's your background? Like why a candle and well-being company? <laughs> I guess <laughs> I think for both of us we just like like being at home. <laughs> I think one of the catalysts we've had for yeah. uh, starting was basically when we had our daughter. 
So yeah. AB was on uh, maternity leave and, you know, we're just thinking about embarking on parenthood and it really got us thinking deeper of what kind of life we would want to live in our home and what kind of products we would, you know, be using in our home and also, you know, using on our door. Mm-hmm. And basically just led us to start looking, not just at fancy labels of products, but start looking at the ingredients that we're going into. And we had a few trials in the house, you know, we, for instance, soy wax candles. We're really concerned because, you know, most candles in the market uh, don't have, you know, as much health benefits as they, you know, you would require them to because of the ingredients. Mm-hmm. That so we just we started from us test running what we wanted in our home and how sustainable we wanted these products to be and how mm-hmm. environmentally friendly we wanted these products to be. And that was the better of our lovely goods. Basically. And did you always want to start a business together or? I think yeah. That, yeah. That was one of our attraction points when we were dating <laughs> because uh, <laughs> I grew up, I spent almost 20, 22 years in Nigeria, 22, 23 years in Nigeria before I moved to the UK. And one major thing was, you know, showcasing what we had back home mm-hmm. that was not, you know, just to change the narrative of mm-hmm. actually what was in Nigeria. So, that was actually one of my driving uh, forces, you know, to come into the UK to study. And yeah, and know, I think and as well, yeah. <laughs> we both just kind of had similar dreams and ideas. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think both of us all, always kind of wanted to start a business. So it just made sense to kind of do something together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. how about this timing then? Why was, you know, the timing right a year ago? What made you take the plunge eventually I think like Emmanuel was saying it was just definitely like going into parenthood and I think as well because I was on maternity leave and I think for a lot of women as well when you have that downtime on maternity leave you do kind of just think like you know what do I really want to do with myself you know (laughs) mother like who Mm. am I (laughs) and all the existential questions so um yeah I think that was just you know that was the the catalyst mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have even said it was sort of the right time I don't think there's yeah. ever <laughs> a right time we were just like let's just actually do it <laughs> no I don't I, I completely agree lots of businesses are born when some through life events right yeah. like motherhood or redundancy or yeah. a vast majority of the business owners I speak to something like that has kind of triggered it yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what did you do before then, or still? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, so I, I've done a couple of things, to be honest. I, I studied pharmacy <laughs> in school, yeah. which is obviously not, not really related to what I'm doing now. Um, but I think halfway through, I just realized that this just wasn't for me. Um, <laughs> I somehow managed to kind of finish it. And then after that, I went on to do a master's degree in international business. And I think obviously that was just like a breath of fresh air for me, kind of. And mm-hmm. it just kind of really ignited, you know, an entrepreneurial spark that I think was always there. Mm-hmm. But um, it just kind of helped me to, you know, understand a few more things. and then. Following my master's, I've worked in occupational health. Um, mm-hmm. Again, <laughs> quite different to what I'm doing now. But um, yeah, that's just kind of where I found myself professionally. But I'd always, you know, wanted to do something creative and, mm. you know, create products and things like that. And yeah, like I said, being on maternity leave, that just kind of mm-hmm. kick-started it. 
So I actually just recently um, stopped working full time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, that's I, exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I am like full time working on this. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. And myself, and then- I studied mechanical engineering, did a master's. I've always worked in marine, the marine industry, marine construction and stuff like that. Then I did a master's in project management. But prior to all this, I'd always had a side hustle. You know, I'd had cleaning businesses. Uh, by cleaning businesses, I mean it was myself doing the cleaning, but I had maybe one or two other guys I was, you know, yeah. getting part-time hours from and paying them as well. Um, I started that back in Nigeria, actually, and moved over here, continued also with the cleaning business just in Aberdeen. You know, oh, while you were doing your studies, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it was. I th- I think one major thing that has pushed us thus far is just actually getting control of our time. You know, beyond you know, giving better our data, uh, trying to, to be uh, more conscious with products we use. It's just that ability to wake up and know what you're going to do or something you like to do, mm-hmm. and not just mm-hmm. you know putting in trying to book your holidays in, and, you know, <laughs> trying to control, have control of your, of your time. time. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. When you work for someone else and you book your <laughs> holidays, you plan like, you plan your life around your holidays. Yeah. <laughs> so um, how has this lockdown period and COVID-19 affected your business? So it's been an interesting time to say the least. <laughs> um, yeah, we've definitely had to adapt the way we do things. Um, you know, obviously with the restrictions that are in place at the moment, but we've been, you know, quite lucky that our website's kind of still going and that we've, you know, had orders coming in from stockists and things like that. So um, oh, that's lovely. Yeah. That you've had orders during this time from wholesale like wholesale orders. Yeah. Um I think, you know, for some of our stockers, I guess they're still, you know, wanting to push their website and things like that. Mm-hmm. So they still need to have products mm-hmm. available. Yeah. So it's it's been interesting. I think as well, we've kind of not had as much focus on the other areas of the business where, you know, we used to, such as markets and workshops. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been just kind of redirecting our focus. So you've been able to put all your energy into, like, your B2C yeah, sale. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with your wholesale customers, have have you been in touch with all of them? How are they doing? Yeah, we have been in touch with them. I guess they're all kind of in different situations. You know, some of them have kind of just paused on trading altogether. Some are offering like a click and collect service mm-hmm. um, from their shops. Um, some are selling online and things like that. So some some of them are, I think, in a position of like revamping. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, relaunching websites. And mm-hmm. actually it's even in a way directed them to be more online focused and just you know create that presence online as well for them yeah have they asked for things like images and stuff from you then yeah exactly yeah yes Mm -hmm. anyone asked for any special terms or you know like less lower minimums or payment terms or anything like that we've not really had any special requests to be fair we're we tend to be quite flexible Mm -hmm. especially in this current situation that we're in Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. also they've been quite flexible with us you know just kind of knowing that suppliers are a bit slower and things like Mm -hmm. that so Mm -hmm. you know kind of not expecting like rush orders and stuff 
So yeah, I think we're both just kind of being flexible mm. with each other. But that's that's kind of nice. I mean, if yeah. we get through this together, then exactly. you know, shops will have suppliers, and and suppliers will have shops to sell to. So, but wholesale. So, if you've been going for a year, wholesale, I guess, is fairly new to you guys. Is it oh, something yeah. you started from the beginning, or when did you start focusing on it? Um, it was. It was quite, quite, it early, was quite early, yeah. I think, <laughs> do you know, honestly, I'm not trying to like sound like I'm sucking up. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like as soon as I found out about kind of what you do, that just really made us think, mm-hmm. you know, we really should focus up like quite heavily on wholesale oh, because wholesale, it's yes. it mm-hmm. for the kind of products we create as well. I think wholesale is particularly like a good avenue. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah absolutely very kind of homeware sort of things like that so yeah like I think quite early on we kind of made a brochure and just started emailing yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah. using your and what kind of response did you have when you first started Um, to approach people it was quite good I would say it was obviously mixed like for some like we didn't have responses from some places but it always happens. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Even now, I mean, <laughs> I mean, some people ask for samples. We have yeah. samples. Some got back to us. Some never did. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, we were kind of trying to figure out as well how, how to even exactly. go, how to introduce people to our brand. Mm-hmm. So, like, we weren't even sure about how to mm-hmm. even do the samples. Exactly. We send out full products, mm-hmm. or so. Yeah, it was a lot of kind of trial and mm-hmm. error, but. Yeah, I think we kind of got there in there. That's how you start a business, though, and start something new, isn't it? Yeah. Test it. Do you wholesale both the products that you make, you know, your candles and things, as well as the bits that you import from Nigeria? Yeah, so basically we've, so far now, we've done, like, our handmade goods on wholesale. And Uh we've only just... uh, recently been notified about certain stockists that have picked interest in the homeware for large orders. So just oh, before right. Corona, I was, I was meant to go to Nigeria, you know, bringing more stuff from our artisans back in Nigeria. But obviously Corona happened and lockdown. So basically yeah. everything is on hold, but we've had one or two stockists that have shown interest in, especially with the uh, table mats and a few other items from the homeware collection yeah that's exciting so you might be able to place bigger orders with your mm-hmm. artisan makers yeah mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and we're really happy about that because mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. obviously is, is you know empowering them yeah and that was really what we wanted to do exactly with, you know with mm-hmm. the artisan collection exactly. yeah and it, it's lovely if you go and see them too mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you actually go, exactly. I mean, I suppose it's a way to visit home and yeah, yeah. visit. <laughs> I think Emmanuel just uses it as a, he just uses it as a holiday to go. <laughs> no, but I've done the same. Like when I gone home to see my parents, you know, like I've tra- done like trade shows in Stockholm, and I've stayed with them. You know, it's nice when you combine things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. With everything that has gone on this last week, then do you think feel that that has have you had any like inquiries or anything? Because I've seen people have shared you guys a little bit from like being a black owned business. Has that resulted in anything? Um, yeah, it's <laughs> it has been such an interesting week, and you know, obviously there are a lot of important discussions being had at the moment. 
and I think, you know, at the core of it, people are just sort of waking, waking up mm-hmm. to the imbalances that we have in society. Um, you know, systemic racism and prejudices at play. And I think this has basically led people, you know, to being eager to seek out ways to counteract this. And then lots of discussion has been around, you know, supporting Black-owned businesses. Um, and yeah, we've, you know, been really lucky to have been mentioned, you know, quite a lot um, and some of our posts we shared and stuff. Um, so yeah, it, it has led people to our Instagram page who perhaps wouldn't you know, haven't seen it before um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we encourage course, yeah. them to shop mm-hmm. with us. So it, it's been interesting. <laughs> it is. I, I suppose it's something that people can, you know, once this whole start, I'm sure, mm. you know, a lot of people, I mean, we've learned the whole thing about being an anti-racist rather than exactly. just being, uh, you know, a non-racist. And I guess one thing that people can instantly control is who they follow and what they buy. Yeah. Even though the whole, you know, we we all probably need to learn a lot more or what we all need to learn a lot more, but we can at least control, you know, those are instant things we can do. Follow an account or Mm -hmm. share an account, Mm -hmm. buy a product. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Have you had any stockist inquiries on the back of it? Or do you think that that would come how do you feel you know will it make any difference to you do you think yeah um i'd say we've had a few new inquiries from shop owners who are looking like to diversify their shelf spaces Uh, yeah well i wouldn't necessarily say they reached out to us because like for the sole reason that we're a black business you know but yeah i think one major thing i'd like to highlight is they may only have come across this whole uh, like our our space on instagram with the whole this increased visibility we've had over the past couple of days. Yeah. But I think one thing, they, they are quite discerning shop owners who are looking for products that fit with their brand and ethos. Yeah. And so they should, I think. I think that you can diversify plus make sure that ranges fit in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't work for either the brand or the shop if, <laughs> if it's not, you know, what's customer wants to buy in that particular shop Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely if you have a certain look then i i suppose you have to stay true to that in a certain yeah i mean a scandy looking shop for example they have to kind of keep that aesthetic yes yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's a nice way, you know, if it means higher visibility, more people coming across you, and then if that kind of fits in with their, them, yeah. then, Why you not? know, it's a plus plus. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. It works, yeah. It works out for both, mm-hmm. both sides. <laughs> and do you feel that you've had, you know, prior to this, have you had felt like any disadvantage in the like our industry because of you being a Black-owned business at all? Um, I think... Yeah, generally, I would say generally, like in life, you know, mm. black people, people of color are often held to like a higher standard. So you do find yourself, you know, sometimes make, maybe working as hard as, you know, your white counterpart and not seeing the same results for whatever reason. And I think that does cut across many spectrums of life. And I would say like within the industry, I would say what we've experienced is you know, definitely more subtle. And I think it's also important to say that racism doesn't always rear its head as, you know, somebody shouting slurs in the street. Yeah. It usually comes in the form of, you know, microaggressions and, you know, small instances that kind of chip away at you. So like to give an example, Mm -hmm. like the first market (laughs) that we ever did, 
we were really excited. <laughs> um, you know, we planned our setup really well. And then on the day, um, you know, as time went by, we just kind of noticed people would come in and either avoid eye contact with us or, you know, kind of take a quick glance and walk off or, and, you know, it kind of just makes you think like, oh, is my product not good or something? Mm-hmm. Um but we knew that that wasn't, wasn't the case. case. And yeah. you know, we saw people shopping with other stallholders that had products that weren't dissimilar to us. Um, yeah. I think, honestly, if we'd taken a cue from that day, we probably wouldn't have even continued yeah. with the business. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Oh, well, good on you. I suppose you have to be stronger and more resilient. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because if we... if we Which yeah. isn't right, but yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess that's how it's been. Yeah. Yeah. It continues to be until something cha- actually changes. Yeah, yes, absolutely. absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, there's been a couple of experiences. Because, yeah, because we've had, like, I mean, just in relation to that experience as well, we've had situations where people just even don't want to buy stuff, but at least will take your card, you know. Yeah. And additionally, we one time we were trying to approach places to host our workshops and we were either not getting responses or... You know, after numerous times, we had particularly very uncomfortable exchange with one of the cafes, you know, who was oh, treated really? yeah, suspiciously and rudely from, from the get-go, not answering questions, over email. And every, every time we phoned, it would, it would feel as if, you know, we're pestering them for, you know, <laughs> trying to book their space. And even though, obviously, we wanted to pay for their services, after, like, complete silence and we emailed them to them, yeah. That's not even like, you know, with wholesale where you want to sell them something. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. We're like, we're trying to actually we're, pay. We're pay for it. <laughs> so, I mean, even after complete silence, we emailed them to let them know that, you know, we're, we were mm-hmm. not going to go ahead because we've not been getting a response. Exactly. And then yeah. we just got an email back saying, oh, thanks, thanks and good and luck good with your luck. venture. Yeah. That's... <laughs> oh, that's so rude. <laughs> okay, thanks. But, you know, I, I mean, you're way better off without those people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, those are the sort of kind of subtle, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. things that you experience mm-hmm. and, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, I think that biases in general often come, they are very subtle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. Like, how does it make you feel? Like, does that make you feel like you want to address it? Or do you kind of just, what? how does it make you feel? Um. I think it's just, it's, you know, it's, um, I don't want to say you get used to it, but you do, <laughs> you do mm-hmm. just kind of get used to it and you just kind of push on and, you know, just mm-hmm. try and like not take it to heart and, you know, understand like you have what you're trying to do and just try and achieve what, you know, what you have in mind, regardless of how people treat you or respond to what you offer. Hmm. I think yeah, this whole, uh, this week has taught us that we all need to just be more open with our communication yeah even if it's an uncomfortable conversation yeah Mm -hmm. definitely Mm -hmm. definitely I think that I mean I obviously realized that which is why we having this conversation in the first Mm -hmm. place that my you know of course I have to learn a lot of things and Mm -hmm. do better but I also can actively do things like making sure I have a diverse range of podcast guests Mm -hmm. and actually not feel embarrassed to ask things that is uncomfortable to me Mm -hmm. yeah 100% and I think that's like the first step to us really you know actually seeing a difference is just facing those uncomfortable conversations Mm -hmm. and you know facing it head on absolutely yeah definitely yeah I hope so I, I was talking to 
Georgina, who um, has a greeting cards company, she's the episode before you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, we were talking about that. I had looked up the last census, mm-hmm. you know, in the UK, I, I suppose in England, Scotland, did Scotland must have their own census or do they fall under the same census? Well, I'm not, not sure. <laughs> I don't know about this, but, but mm-hmm. I looked up the, you know, who, how many, the percentage of who uh, yeah. identifies as a black person, an Asian person and so on, mm. uh, and white, of course. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a uh, 13%. This is some a quick Google search, so yeah. don't hold me to this number. But, <laughs> but, you know, if there's a 13% of, of, our, of the people in our country where we live that, that identifies as black, in this instance you know because that's what we're talking about mm-hmm. then there's no reason why people can't source you know like mm-hmm. maybe yeah. shops can look at the supplier rate yeah. list and see of course still sourcing within what you know fits in with what their yeah. style like we mm-hmm. said i think one thing we were saying this week is is that Oh, you know, obviously it's really great to see so many black owned businesses getting, you know, recognition. It's, just, it's kind of a shame that it's under these circumstances. Mm. They've been here for, mm-hmm. for a long time, but mm-hmm. yeah. for whatever reason, they just weren't getting recognition. Mm. So, you know, there's obviously like there's a broad spe- spectrum of black owned businesses, different mm-hmm. aesthetics, you know, different industries. And mm-hmm. I think there's every shop would be able to find, you know, Something a black owned business yes. that would fit in with, mm-hmm. you know, their, uh, yeah. you know their style. Yeah, I was having this discussion with someone actually in particular because, you know, just an open minded discussion. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that, yeah, but shops should be able to source whatever. And I, I yeah. said, yeah, of course, they have to source within what suits their yeah. brand. Mm-hmm. But you can't tell me that if you have, I don't know, 20 greeting card suppliers, you can't find at least yeah. one that is <laughs> in your Black-owned business mm-hmm. and two, depict, you know, like a Black baby or exactly. a Black grandfather and equally an Asian baby yeah. you know, out of that many suppliers there's not a chance that you can't find something that you don't like yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's so true mm-hmm. do you think that have you have you guys been to a trade show yet we haven't actually no, um something that we were kind of looking mm-hmm. at but obviously COVID happened so mm-hmm. I guess yeah. <laughs> something we'd look at for next year next year yeah, yeah because they would be interesting I suppose in our for in, you know, hopefully means that there will be more. Because if you walk around a trade show, I think it's very white. Yeah. <laughs> to be quite honest. Yeah. <laughs> and it will be interesting to see if that changes now, if people's attitudes are changing. Absolutely. I would hope so. I hope so, too. I hope so, too. So with your wholesale, are you going back to talking about wholesale since it's <laughs> what I talk about most? What do you think it will happen this year? What, how will you go about it this week, year? I think, especially with me kind of going now full time into it, we're going to have a lot more time to kind of devote to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we're looking at, you know, obviously looking at more shops in the UK. And we have had a couple of inquiries from outside America. Yeah. Canada. Oh, great. Yeah. So, Austria. Austria. Yeah. yeah that was cool. Oh. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, we were like, okay, let's maybe look at you know international wholesale. Let's see um, how that goes. So yeah, that's something that I guess we're going to explore. And do you? How do you feel about outreach? Do you, is that something you feel confident doing? Or do you know? Do you know what? Yeah, and it's not really because we're like feeling like we have like the best product in the world or whatever. No, but I think mm. it's just a case of kind of casting your net wide, exactly. and then. Mm-hmm you know hopefully you'll get a couple of people come back come to you back, and yeah. have those discussions and you can mm. work together yeah absolutely i mean you should think that your product is the best i'm sure that is so typical of us right because <laughs> you know your product is good you you may yeah. you know exactly what's in it so yeah. <laughs> no, we're we're really confident in our products. Yeah, really, yeah. We're, we're just humble. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but outreach is always, you know, it has to be kind of done. It's the way to grow, right? So yeah. if you don't ask, you don't get. Exactly. So. Exactly. I think we've learned yeah. through this journey. And do you think you will change your approach because of COVID, or do you think you will be able to keep doing the same thing? I think as long as retail exists in any shape or form, we should still be able to keep going. You know, shops are still selling online. Um, there are lots mm. of online based shops. Um so I I don't think we're going to change drastically what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think while focusing on wholesale, we're still going to focus quite happily on B2C as well. Because, you know, people are at home, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, they're looking at how they can make their homes more cozy. Exactly. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're scrolling on their phones a lot. So it's just a, a really ideal time. Yeah, I've heard from other wellness brands and, you know, that category has done really well throughout this. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had an uptake in B2B B2C sales? Yeah, we have. <laughs> um I think, yeah, like we were saying, you know, people are looking for just things to yeah, feel because now people have more time in their home, so they're realizing what needs to be changed. Yeah. Or what, mm-hmm. what you know, do I upgrade this system in my house or do I just change my scent in my house? Or mm-hmm. you know, people are beginning to look at their skin properly just now because <laughs> they have more time in on their hands, you know. So it, yeah yeah i think um, everyone has been become much more home bodies and And also with candles in particular once you realize how much rubbish goes into some candles you can't unlearn that you have to like then change your way yeah yeah, who would want to burn that with their children or pets at home? Absolutely. Or themselves. Yeah. People are much wiser about candles now than they used to be probably five years ago. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I but, think people are just making a like you know more conscious, conscious. buying mm-hmm. decisions in general. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, more sustainable too. Mm-hmm, exactly. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was always part of your brand from the beginning that you. Yes. Sustainability was, I think, one of the driving forces yeah. in the business. I mean, with mm-hmm. the, from the get go, mm-hmm. get go, and also being just ethical with like sourcing of raw materials for yeah. the business. You know, something that you know we wanted to bring that balance in 
from this from the get-go and this is something that you know you guys thought have you in your own life with everything else that you buy and stuff have you started like did it start with you thinking more about what you were buying yeah definitely i think we try and buy independent as much as we can Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and i think as well it's just about kind of like the small changes that you can make in your day-to-day um so yeah i it's something that we kind of consciously do just try and look at you know more green options of things Mm -hmm. you know look at yeah things that are you know reusable Mm -hmm. um yeah so it is something that we we try and incorporate into our own lives as well and so many i think during lockdown has has even people that weren't thinking about that has slowed down Mm -hmm. a little bit and realized these sort of things yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah i mean just look how the world has recovered in like you know environmentally yeah Mm -hmm. it's amazing Mm-hmm. <laughs> just from break yeah just from yeah taking time to slow down mm-hmm. less driving less planes exactly. <laughs> less burning yeah, yeah. yeah have you spoken to your shops the has brick and mortar shops are they opening up how is it in scotland are you allowed to open from next week um so scotland is not the same as england so our our shops aren't like non-essential shops aren't opening from next week. yeah but i think you know they're able to do things like click and collect um and come in and pick up stuff yeah yeah and stuff um so i think some of them are doing that and there's some of your shops in england too so they might be opening yes yeah Yeah. a few of them yeah i think will you be go how do you feel about it will you go well you can't because you're in scotland (laughs) 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 i i I kind of feel like I would love a proper coffee. <laughs> oh, gosh, uh, I know. Same. <laughs> I just miss it. You just, just miss being yeah, able to go to, like, a coffee shop coffee and just... Shop, just have that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just to kind of be served a little bit. Because <laughs> <laughs> how many meals a day do we cook now? Oh, <laughs> oh, honestly, the worst. Especially with the little one. It's yeah. Just, uh, oh, oh, yeah, of course. How old is your little? Two. She's two. Yeah, oh, so it's so pretty full on. Yeah, it's full on. And like, oh. Still, until, she, until she naps or she sleeps. Yeah, it's just, just like nonstop. <laughs> have you, how, how have you found lockdown? Have you felt like, has it been okay? Have you found it stressful? Have you? Um, It's been like kind of up and down, I would say. Like, mm. It, it it's you know it's been nice in moments to kind of like all just be together exactly. um yeah. but yeah have a proper mm-hmm. discussion on the dining yeah stuff. um mm-hmm. but at the same time it's a bit like okay can we <laughs> can we do something else now? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um and particularly with such a young child as well like she she just wants to burn off energy and like play mm-hmm. with other yeah. children and things so that's been a bit <laughs> tough but um at least now we can kind of socially distance Just see people yeah, yeah, yeah. in the garden yeah. and things, so. have you is there any habits you have picked up during lockdown that you want to like continue with i just i think is the the the, the pausing you know yeah. not rushing life part yeah you know just the ability to say okay if actually i don't rush it today mm-hmm. it won't affect anything tomorrow yeah the ability to just pause and you know have a think over it and 
eventually do it. Yeah, it's, it's always interesting. I think I asked this question to a few people now, and mm. I think most people said, you know, like taking your time for things yeah. that they like doing more, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, slowing down a little yeah. bit. That seems to be. It's almost like we needed this exactly. reminder to slow down. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. 100, yeah. I think yeah. the sense of urgency in life is kind of gone for most people, which I think is a good thing. In, in, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we realised that it's not as urgent as we thought. Yeah, it was. exactly. What, what is the one thing that you miss the most? Um, Actually, miss the markets. <laughs> oh, yeah, business-wise, like doing markets. We yeah. really, really love doing markets. It's just, mm. like, nice to be able to, like, chat with people chat about with your people. products. Yeah, and people, people could actually people. see faces behind yeah, products. Yeah, we love, we yeah. love markets. Um, it's so valuable them. to see people interact with your products, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. You can learn a lot from that. And also the energy you get from a good market. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. It's, like, such a buzz. <laughs> Yeah, Ever. we moved right before lockdown, so I really do need to like mm-hmm. once thing once markets open up again. I, I hope that I can find some that are more local to me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel positive about business like going forward out of this COVID nineteen and for twenty twenty the rest of twenty twenty? I suppose then. Yeah, I think we always just try and kind of maintain like a positive outlook, and I think you know it's it's caused you know businesses shops to kind of refocus and just you know think a little bit um about various things so you know the importance of having an online presence and i think you know even when shops do open you know people will still shop online and so yeah we've we've just kind of seen the importance of that and i think as well you know going you know forward past 2020 and beyond you know we'll hopefully see an increased focus on you know, diverse, diverse makers, makers mm-hmm. you know, occupying shelf spaces. Um, and yeah, with all that's going on, I think it's a key point, you know, for shops, you know. Looking yeah, in. I hope so too. I, I think that a lot of them hold a lot of stock, right? If they yeah. don't have a big um, online presence. But mm-hmm. I hope that once we open up, and they've been open for a bit, so they caught up a little bit, Yeah, that things are actually sh- going to change. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we can keep this conversation going. I don't think yeah. this conversation would have gotten to the point it has had we not all been inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Because it's every yeah. So true. Sad and tragic things has happened regularly. Mm-hmm. Yep. For the last few years. But mm-hmm. I know I mean, I will admit that I'm I am not one that has yes, I've been like upset when they happened mm. but it hasn't done that thing where it's like actually you can do better yeah. which <laughs> sort of thing mm-hmm. so and i think it's because of lockdown yeah, yeah. I think people so have had well. time to actually evaluate it yeah. yeah better yeah we've been doing a lot of reflecting during this time yeah. like we said mm-hmm. and um we're probably in a different frame of mind now which is great yes it needed to happen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well thank you so much for coming on the podcast and giving us time on your sunday oh no oh, thank you for right. having us it was fun to us, chat yeah. <laughs> you'll have to share with us where people can follow you and buy from you yeah um so we're on instagram at our lovely goods and our website is ourlovelygoods.com 
and we're on Facebook, which is at I'll be good. Simple, just type that in anywhere, and you'll oh, find no, us. I, I'll put that in the show notes, of course, oh, too. <laughs> So thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much, Amy and Emmanuel, for coming on the podcast. I love chatting with you both. And thank you to all of you who are listening as well. I really appreciate you tuning in every week. So thank you so much. I think the important thing to remember is that we all need to take the time to learn what is happening and help shape the future we want for to leave behind. I'm so upset when I hear a black business owner describe the challenges they've faced in their business because of their skin colour and we as the industry can do so much better but what I think is remarkable and so impressive is that those same business owners are so resilient and even though they shouldn't have to, they are also not letting those things define them. And I hope that it will become a little bit easier and that people will be more open-minded and people will be more kind, I suppose. For those of you who are feeling very overwhelmed by the whole conversation, not knowing what to say, should I say something, what if I get it wrong, just remember it's a marathon, not a sprint. Some, It's a quote I saw on probably Instagram this last couple of weeks and we can all do something but it is up to you to decide how much you can do right now. I would love to hear if you have any questions or any feedback or anything about the podcast. I always like to hear from you and I will be back in the next few days with another episode. The next episode will be with an indie business shopkeeper or shop owner and we will of course talk about wholesale and all those normal topics and of course COVID-19 and opening up the doors again and lots of other things but we will also talk about diversity so i look forward to recording that episode next week and sharing that with you as soon as that's done and until then i hope that you have a great week and thank you so much for listening